hey, good morning, man. I'm so excited to see everyone today. If you're with us online, thank you so much for joining. Hey, church, could you do me a favor? Could you help me welcome uh, everybody who's with us online? Come on. Yeah. It's amazing what technology does for us today, man. My name is Matt Chirac, and I am privileged and honored to be the online campus pastor here at Propel Church. And man, I am just really ecstatic to get to continue on this series that we've been in this collection called System Reset. And so uh, the vision of Propel Church is to, to know God, to find freedom, to discover purpose, and to make a difference. And I'm actually already getting a little ahead of myself because I'm so excited. Before I jump into the content, I just want to take a moment just to honor our leadership here. Hey, Pastor Nick and Tori, thank you all so much. Man, I love you. I cannot believe that I get to do this with you and be led by you. We're incredibly grateful. Hey, church, can you just celebrate our leadership, man? Come on, y'all can do better for that. Come on, they deserve it. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to let you all in on a little secret. If you didn't know, uh, extra brownie points for the pastor is that just tell him he's got some fresh kicks on. He's got some nice shoes on and he'll love you forever, I promise. That's why I get in trouble all the time. That's why I tell him every day he's got nice shoes. (laughs) Um, So the vision of Propel Church is to know God, to find freedom, discover purpose, and to make a difference. And the order of this is actually super intentional. So we have to know God first, right? We have to have, we need a savior. Jesus came to us, he's done that for us. So we need to know God and it's through Jesus Christ that we accomplish that. We've got to find freedom. Pastor Nick talked about like getting rid of some of those hurts and hangups. He used the example of his laptop and his desktop screen. Y'all remember it was, it was crazy. It probably gave a bunch of you anxiety. Uh, if you haven't seen that message, I highly encourage you to check it out on YouTube. And so we learned that, hey, in order, in order to, to walk into what God has for us, we got to get rid of some of those hurts and hangups. We've got to clean out our closets or that, that junk drawer. And then discover purpose. Last week, Pastor Tori dropped some heat. She came in and told us all about how each of us is gifted or each of us is uniquely created with a purpose and on purpose. And we learned that we can uncover those purposes and that here at Propel, we have a, uh, what we call discover, which is an amazing um, way for you to kind of understand how you're wired and how God created you. It's spiritual giftings, and we have the ability to kind of learn how our personality is and some things about ourselves and that. And then this week, here we are at Make a Difference. So what I'm going to have you all do is I'm going to have you repeat this after me real quick. Say, I'm created. I'm created. Uh, we're going to start all over and retry. Come on, 1030. 9 a.m. is better than that. You all got to show them up. Say, I'm created. I'm created. There we go, to make a difference. To make a difference. Yes, you are created to make a a difference. And so here we currently sit. We're at the make a difference point of the vision of Propel Church. And so here's what, here's what I believe. I think some of us are missing the boat. Like we, we know God and we're finding free freedom. It's a process and we've discovered our purpose. But in order to fully experience all that God has for you and the life that he has for you, you got to make a difference. And so this year, uh, actually last year, it was in December, and every year I kind of I go away to Ridgecrest and I pray and I, and, I, and I rest and I ask God to give me a word for the next year. And usually the word that God gives me is something that makes me cringe. Like I love the Lord and I believe that he knows what's best for me. But y'all, I don't like hearing the word patience. Like who, who here wants to hear patience or be still? If y'all don't know, like I'm a move around kind of, be still is not my thing. That's not my strong suit. This year... This year, the Lord said, execute. And I swear, I almost jumped through the roof. I was like, yes, that is a Matt Chirac word right there. Execute, come on, somebody. That's an action word. That means that we're doing something. So I wrote it in my notes. I've got the definition of execute for us. It says, 
to carry out or to put into effect a plan, order, or course of action, or to put something to death. And I put in there, that's, we do that in order to experience a full life with God. And so this year, and, and, and really not just this year, the Lord spoke to me. He said, hey, not just this year, not just January, not 2021, but from this point forward, we're going to execute. We're going to carry out, we're going to put forth into action what I have planned for you. And we're going to put those hurts and hangups and those dead things, we're going to put them away. We're going to kill them and execute them as well. So we're going to step into what I have for you. We're going to make a difference. So if you're all ready this morning, can you tell me you're ready? All right, cool. If you're on the chat online, man, give me some of them praise hands. I like the heart emojis. You can give me like seven of them. Let me know that you're ready and you're with me. So we're going to jump into God's word, man. I love, love, love God's word. This is John chapter four, verse 34. It says this, Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. So when you and I make a difference, when you and I decide that, hey, we're, we're going to do this thing, we're going to put this thing into action, we're going to do the will of God, and we're going to finish his work, because we're God's plan. We are God's plan A. Like, there is no plan B. God said, hey, I need what you have, and I'm placing you into the world. So we get to do the will of God. We get to execute in that. And it's kind of, I kind of, I think of it like this. Like, it's a spiritual food. It's a, it's a soul food, if you will. Like, when we do the will of God, we're actually getting energy. So Pastor Nick has used the illustration of a system reset, like resetting your computer. I kind of think of it like this. If you have a laptop, the laptop works great. But if it's not plugged in, and if it's not currently restoring and getting energy, it doesn't work. So you and I have to understand, we can do the first three, three things of the vision of Propel Church. We can know God, find freedom, and discover purpose. But if we're not making a difference, we're not getting that energy, we're not being restored, we're not actually walking in what God has called us to do. And Jesus, I love Jesus. How many of y'all love Jesus? Come on. Jesus is so good. Jesus actually illustrates and identifies for us the path in order to make a difference. Because he's smart and he knew that he was going to have to show us and not just tell us. How many of y'all are visual learners? So I wrote down like this in my notes. Jesus shows us to seek to serve and not to be served. To seek to serve and not to be served. <laughs> There's this thing I call a Chick-fil-A effect. How many of y'all love God's chicken? You know that that's, Chick-fil-A comes from heaven, man. It's incredible. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not a conspiracy theorist by any means. Like, you know, I mostly just throw a stake in the ground with stuff that God says in the Bible. But I'm, I'm going to be real with y'all. Like, COVID didn't exist until Popeye's tried to say they had a better chicken sandwich than Chick-fil-A. Like, seriously, think about it. You know, you can't try God's chicken like that. Like, the Lord was like, y'all are crazy. Absolutely not. Uh, so, so I have this, this, this Chick-fil-A experience is what I call it, man. You know, whenever you go to Chick-fil-A, there's always like 47 cars in line. Like it's always packed. There's always people there. And then the fast food restaurant neighboring, we're not going to say any names or anything like that because I'm not trying to call anybody out, but the one next door will probably have like four cars in line. And you know, you get into Chick-fil-A line and it's probably wrapped around the building six times, but you're still probably going to get your food in the same amount of time you could get at this other place. So you get up, you order your food, and they got their, their little Palm Pilot things, and they're like running next to you. It's pouring down rain, and they're smiling. There's like, you know, freezing rain dripping off their eyebrows, and they're all excited to take your order. And you get up to the drive-thru, and you're like, oh, no, I forgot to ask for Chick-fil-A sauce because that's from heaven too. And so you say, hey, uh, can I get some Chick-fil-A sauce? 
And then, you know, the, the drive-thru attendant, like, runs. They sprint back, and they, they go, they get your Chick-fil-A sauce, and they bring it back. And then they tell you that they're sorry. Like, it was their fault that you forgot to ask for Chick-fil-A sauce. They're like, hey, here's your Chick-fil-A sauce. Uh, it was my privilege and honor to go and get this. I hope you have the greatest blessed day in the entire world. And they just, they just bless you, man. They just speak this incredible thing over you. And then you say thank you, and what does Chick-fil-A say? Come on, y'all, help me preach this morning. My pleasure. They say my pleasure because Chick-fil-A gets it. We seek to serve and not to be served. And the incredible thing about it is, whether you're a Christian or not, whether you believe in God or not, when you go to Chick-fil-A, you know that they're a kingdom organization. Like people know that they love God there. And then what you get to experience when you go there is the love of God because they're seeking to serve and not to be served. And so Jesus gives us this illustration. Uh, this is in John chapter 13. I'm going to set it up for us real quick. So Jesus is having dinner with his disciples. And back in the day, we're going to call it back in the day, in biblical times, they didn't have Yeezys and Nikes and Jordans. Like people wore sandals or open toe shoes. So people's feet were nasty, y'all. Like you think that your husband's got nasty boot feet, you should have seen people's feet back then. And so whenever we came or whenever, whenever you went to a, a dinner party or to supper, the first thing they would do is they would have a servant or someone who was kind of lowly would, would wash your feet. They would prepare your feet for the meal and for the supper. And so let's check out what John chapter 13 says. It says, Jesus knew that the Father had given him authority over everything. Thank you, Lord. And that he had come from God and would return to God. So he got up from the table, took off his robe, and wrapped a towel around his waist. He poured water into a basin, then he began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with the towel he had around them. So Jesus not only, he, he, he literally illustrates for us, like, hey, this is, this is not something that most people would want to do. Let alone, Scripture tells us, like, he has authority over everything. He's the king. He's the guy. Like, there is no one higher. And what does Jesus do? He takes off his robe, which signifies his kingsmanship, and then he washes the feet of the disciples. Can you imagine what that was like? I've been like, wait, wait a minute, Jesus. You ain't supposed to be doing that. Don't, don't wash my feet. And we get, we get really super hung up on like the actual practical thing of washing somebody's feet. But in reality, what Jesus is trying to paint a picture for us is like, hey, you, you need to seek to serve and not to be served. Like I'm the king of the world. I could sit back and kick my feet up and have people washing my feet all day long. But that's not the example I came to set. This is the upside down kingdom. And if you want to make a difference, you got to live like Jesus. We're apprentices of Jesus. So we got to wash feet. Maybe not literally, but we got to be willing to do whatever it takes to make a difference and to see people encounter a real and a living God. There's this woman in Genesis, and her name is Rebecca. And uh, she is. She is at this well. There's, there's, there's this man named Abraham in the Bible, and God says to Abraham, hey, here's this covenant. There's this, here's this promise that I have for you. And he says, hey, uh, I'm going to give you all these descendants, and Jesus will be born of your bloodline. And so Abraham has this son, Isaac. Isaac is his heir. And Abraham says to a servant, he says, hey, Isaac needs a good woman in his life. Like, y'all, come on, men, we need, we need a good woman in our life. Like, we're going to get into trouble or do something silly without a good woman. He says, hey, my son needs a good woman. I need you to go and find this good woman. Go to this well in this place. And so here, here we are in uh, Genesis chapter 24, verses 18 and 20, where this man is at this well, and he's praying to God. And he says, hey, God, uh, 
my master is expecting me to come back with a woman. I don't know how you're going to do this, but here's what I'd like to do. The first woman that comes up, I'm going to ask her if I can have a drink. And if she responds with, yes, my Lord, then that's her. That's the woman he knows. So here we are in verse 18. It says, yes, my Lord. This is Rebecca responding. Yes, my Lord, she answered. Have a drink. And she quickly lowered her jug from her shoulder and gave him a drink. Then she goes on to say, uh, I'll, I'll draw water for your camels too until they have had enough to drink. So she quickly emptied her jug into the watering trough and ran back to the well to draw water for all the camels. This is Genesis chapter 24, verses 18 through 20. So what I have here is I have uh, an image that will be on the screen behind me. And this image is going to give us some traits of what it looks like to be a selfless servant and somebody who is actually going to seek to serve rather than be served. I think Rebecca gives us an incredible example. The first thing she is is she is eager. Rebecca is eager to do what God has placed on her heart. She's not looking at her situation with this, oh man, this is terrible, I don't want to do this. She is eager to do whatever it takes in this situation. The next thing that I have for us is that she goes the extra mile. Now Jesus calls this, uh, he, he refers to this as like the second mile. So if somebody asks you to go a mile, you go another mile. I just wrote it up here as the extra mile because maybe you need to go three or four miles. Like Rebecca doesn't just respond by saying, hey, um, I'm going to give you water. She says, hey, I'll, I'll give all of your camels water too. And here's the crazy thing. Like we learned earlier in Genesis that the man had 10 camels with him on his travel. Now, 10 camels. Each camel drinks around 30 gallons of water. I'm not incredible at math, no mathematician at all. But 10 times 30 is 300. That means that those camels drank 300 gallons of water. All the while, Rebecca was carrying a five-gallon jug or pail to this well. And, and these wells aren't like the wells that you see with the ropes that go down into the water. You lower them down, you pick them up. This is like a five-gallon bucket well, and she goes down 25 to 30 steps, scoops the water up, and carries it back up and down the steps. Can you imagine how bitter you would be if you had to give 300 gallons of water to somebody? Like, some of us don't even want to get up and get our husbands, wives, or sisters, brothers a, a drink of water. Imagine carrying all that weight up and down those steps. I think it's amazing that Rebecca went the extra mile. She was responsive. Rebecca didn't wait to be told to do the task. She realized that there was a task at hand, that there was an opportunity, that there was a, 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 an opportunity to, to do something that would make a difference in somebody's life. And she jumped on that opportunity. She didn't wait. She was responsive. She was committed. Rebecca was committed. So, Again, 25 to 30 steps, 5 gallons of water, 300 gallons of water for the camels. Like, I would imagine that it took her, like, all day to accomplish this task. This is what she did for that entire time. But she was committed to it, and she did it until completion. How many of us know that we start things, and then we get 87.6% through it, and we're, we quit? We tap out. Especially when it gets difficult. Like, Rebecca doesn't do that. She's like, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish this work. I'm going to do it until completion. Some of us are currently working on projects and stuff right now at work, at home. Maybe you've got a honey-do list. Maybe your boss man at work has given you projects to do. Or maybe you're currently uh, serving on our dream team here, and, and there's opportunities for you to step into stuff here. And, and, and you get part of the way through it, and you just don't run it to the finish line. Man, it's so important that we have the tenacity and the courage to finish the work, to run things to the finish line. So what I have this morning is I've got three things for us, 
and I love you all so much. So I'm going to give you all three things right from the start, and then we're going to travel through them. And these three things are going to help us to be difference makers. So I got, you are gifted, you are positioned, and you are privileged. I need us to know that you are gifted, you are positioned, and you are privileged. I love what 1 Peter 4.10 says. It says, God has given each of us, each of you, a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. So God has given you this gift. You have, God has planted this gift inside of you. And it's something of great value. It's something that he cherishes. And he said, hey, this world has a need and I choose you. I'm giving you this gift, not for yourself, but for you to make a difference in the world. You are gifted to make a difference. And you're gifted because God loves you. It's amazing the opportunity of what we have to do. I'm wearing this shirt today. It says hashtag INAM. I'm not really sure. I think I just made that word up, but it's hashtag I-N-A-M. And this is a retro uh, outreach shirt. It's a, it's a throwback. This is a shirt that we wore a couple years ago on our serve day. And whenever I wear it, it just it reminds me that this opportunity to do this is incredible, number one, but also that, like, man, that fulfilling, just amazing feeling that I have. My heart is so full after our outreach days, after our serve days. Our serve days are incredible because we do stuff like we have this big car wash every year. Car wash is a hit, man. Every, I feel like everybody from Mount Pleasant comes and gets their car washes. Fire department comes through. Like, it's amazing. And not only do we wash your car for free, but we give you a dollar what we have in the past in some years. We give you a dollar when you leave. Like, that's crazy. You get to get your car washed, and then you get a dollar. And then we're going to feed you, too. We give people hot dogs, and they got ketchup and mustard and all kinds of stuff. There's people out there on the grill all day just sweating in the heat, and they're just smiling. They're so excited and happy to be there. We, we get to serve the community in a ton of other ways. Uh, last year, we had the opportunity to help out at the animal shelter. We went and did some, some cleaning and some bru- uh, bush trimming and some things like that. And, man, every single year, I'm so tired at the end of the day, if I'm honest with you. Like, my, my kids did the whole thing with me this year, and both kids fell asleep as soon as they got in the car seats after we left. And that, that's, that's from heaven, too, y'all. Come on, that's, that's from heaven. That's another perk to serve day. But, but what I love is that, like, yes, I'm tired, but my heart is so full. Because I'm, I'm walking into the fullness of God. Like, I'm doing the things that he has created me to do. See, my, our souls, our souls yearn for God. And in order to experience the most of God, we've got to do what God has created us to do. And we've got to make a difference. I love that we are gifted to make a difference. There's a man named Joseph in the Bible. And Joseph is, he's kind of in a tight spot in this chapter in Genesis we're getting ready to dive into. Joseph was a dreamer. So God has given this gift to him. And he is able to have these dreams. And they're crazy dreams. And he interprets them. And they come from God. And so he has this dream and he tells his family all about it. Now he's got these older brothers. And how many of you have siblings that get jealous of you sometimes? So his brothers get jealous and they don't like him. Like, like he is favored. Joseph is favored by his dad. He has like this really nice jacket and he gets like all the cool stuff. Like I know growing up with siblings, my, my, I was the oldest. And sometimes it felt like I was like the ugly stepchild. Like mom and dad, if you're watching, I love you all so, so much. But whenever there's younger siblings, you know, they kind of get babied and favored and stuff like that. So that's, that's Joseph. And here we find 
Joseph's brothers get so mad at him, they sell him into slavery in Egypt. Now, I never did that to my brother and sister, although I did think about it. Um, they, they, he, he gets sold into slavery. And here in chapter 40, verse 6, Joseph is in a dark place. He's actually, he's, he's in a prison that he doesn't deserve to be in. And let's check out what he says. This is amazing. You can, you can read right over this passage of Scripture and not ever catch this if you're not careful. It's uh, chapter 40, verse 6. It says, when Joseph saw them the next morning, he noticed that they both looked upset. And so here's Joseph. He's in this position. He's in this prison. He's in this place that he doesn't deserve to be in. And he's looking to serve other people still. He's looking to say, hey, what, how can God use me right here where I currently am? I need us to know that we are strategically positioned. That you are strategically positioned in order to make a difference. The rest of the scripture says, of verse 7, says, Why do you look so worried today? He asked them. And they replied, we both had dreams last night, but no one can tell us what they mean. Interpreting dreams is God's business. Joseph replied, go ahead and tell me your dreams. That's Genesis chapter 40, verses 7 through 8. And what Joseph is saying is like, hey, I have this gift that God has given me, and I'm not going to shut down and sit in the corner and cry just because life's not going the way I want it to. That's, that's really easy to do, to kind of pull away and to isolate and to sit and sulk in whatever we have going on. I don't know what some of you are carrying as you walked in today or maybe online. Maybe you had a really tough 2020 and you thought 2021 was going to be this incredibly different year. And now we're 31 days into this new year and things haven't really shifted for you. Can I just tell you that God wants to use you right where you're at? That if you're in a dark place right now, that God would love you to light up that dark environment? Come on, we are called to be salt and light. Meaning we make bad things taste better and we make dark situations lighter. That's who Jesus says that you are. So wherever you're currently at right now, whatever circumstance you're currently in, whether it's at work, a job that you don't like, you're stuck in you know, maybe a relationship that's not going well, you could have all these problems, circumstances, and places in your life that you're stressing out about and are dark situations. Man, God can use you right where you're at and you can reflect the heart of God and God will be glorified and honored because of that. You are strategically positioned to make a difference. I really like um, translations of the Bible. I like, I like reading in different translations. I do word studies and stuff like that. And so one of the scriptures I gave to you earlier was 1 Peter 4.10, and it was the New Living Translation. And so this is the King James Version. It says, minister to one another as good stewards. So I wrote in my notes for us this morning that minister means to serve, wait upon with emphasis, or to work wait upon with emphasis on the work to be done. And to be a steward is the careful and responsible management of something entrusted to one's care. What God has given you, the gift that he has given you, is of value. And God is calling you, he's entrusting you with that, to steward it and to use it well, to see his kingdom built, to see him glorified. Man, what you have is special. It is sacred. It was cherished. That's how special and important you are to God. If I were to give everybody in this room right now $100,000, it would be way more realistic for me to give everybody in this room $1. (laughs) But if I were to give everybody here $100,000, y'all would think that I was the most generous, awesome person in the world first. Secondly, you would be like, man, this this is a lot of money. This is something that's truly valued. 
You would, you would grasp that. You would understand that. And that's what God is saying about what you have inside of you. That's what God is saying about the way that he has built you and created you. Your purpose and your giftings. And you are absolutely given an incredible gift to share with the world. The last point I have for us, this is, this is my favorite part of the message because it's, it's just something that God's been walking me through is that you are privileged to serve. It's a privilege to serve God. It's a privilege to serve people. Man, I think that when you and I understand what an incredible honor, what an incredible opportunity is to be marked by God, to be selected by God, for him to choose to use us in order to accomplish his will here on earth, when you understand that, you can't help but be grateful. You can't help but approach the way that you share the love and goodness of God in an urgent, excited, joyful way, man. It is an absolute privilege to do this. There's this thing that I heard this other word, you know, sometimes sometimes I hear Pastor Nick say words that I don't know and I, I accuse him of making them up. <laughs> I'll be like, Pastor, that's not a real word. You made that up. There's this word called malinate. I think myelinate is how you say it. Look, I can't even say the word I'm trying to preach on right now, y'all. And what myelination means is, is it's something that you do over and over and over again until the neurons in your brain literally cement it into your head. I think for you and I, when we understand just what a privilege it is to have these gifts of God, part of stewarding that well is practicing what he's given us. Like, I don't just come up here on natural ability. I don't just come up here like understanding that God has called me to be a communicator and to share his gospel with you with this microphone. There's countless hours of coaching from Pastor Nick and of writing messages and of practicing, looking at myself, calling myself silly in front of a mirror, repping this over and over and over and over again because I am so grateful that God would choose me to do this. It is a privilege. And so whatever God has given you, whatever that gift is, practice it. Don't take it lightly. Man, this is serious business, y'all. Like what we do is incredible. Maybe for you, it's not a communicator. Maybe you're gifted with your hands, you're a craftsman, or maybe you like kids. God bless you. <laughs> I'm not even sure I like my own kids. <laughs> I love them. So what I have for us here is I have, I have an image that I'm gonna place on the screen for us. And this image is uh, of our dream team. We have this incredible team here we call, we call our dream team. And these are the people that make the dream happen. Come on, teamwork makes the dream work. I know that sounds cliche, but it really does, man. There's a lot of people that are walking in their calling. There's a lot of people who have discovered their purpose. There's a lot of people who are making a difference and impacting eternity, and they're serving on these teams here. Now, I told you, regardless of where you're positioned in life, whether you're in a tough job or a tough relationship or you're experiencing some hardship in your life, that God can use you right where you're at. I told you that you have these gifts that you should hold sacred, that are of great value that God has given to you. The incredible thing about the local storehouse, that's the church right here, Propel, where we're at today, or where you're watching from online, is that they manifest your gifts. Like, I, I didn't come up to Pastor Nick and be like, yo, I'm ready to preach. I went through a process before I got this microphone. And, and, and we all do, like he, he helped manifest my gifts. He helped make me better so that I could share the gospel in an effective way. 
We call it putting the cookies on the bottom shelf so that people can grab the gospel so that it's right there in front of them. So we have these, this team here. We've got Propel Kids. Man, if you're somebody who loves kids, Propel Kids is not just babysitters. Can I tell you all that they are showing kids what it looks like to love Jesus? Like my eight-year-old daughter prays at the dinner table. It's amazing. She's learning all about Jesus and how much God loves her. And someday she's gonna tell more people about that in the future. Propel Kids is incredible. We've got uh, the guest experience team. From the streets to the seats, these are the people that are making the dream happen. They're serving coffee, they're opening doors, they're ushering people to your seats so that we can be safely and socially distanced during this pandemic. We've got worship and production. Uh, Worship is incredible, man. I wish that I could sing like Noah can. Where's Noah? Hey, Noah. Love Noah. I wish I could sing. I can't sing, that's not my gift. If you can sing, if you can play the bongo, if you can play drums, you can play the saxophone, whatever it is, man. If you've got a musical gift, use it, use it. And I, I need to pause right here and just let you know, hey, like we, I'm not asking you to serve today because we need you. Pastor Nick will tell, me, tell you the same thing. Like we're fine. We want you to serve because we want you to experience the fullness of God. We want you to experience what God has for you. And we know that this is his plan, that this is the way. Production, that's all these, that's, that's these images, the, the camera, I don't know, y'all, stuff that's on the screens on the computers. Production, we got admin and events. They do all kinds of stuff behind the scenes. Those are the people that organize all these forms, connect cards, stuff like that that you see. That's our admin team, events team, stuff like Propel Outreach, the Christmas experiences we have. If you're gifted at organizing and doing stuff like that, man, we have a team for you, Propel Students. I used to be the director of Propel Students. I'm so grateful that I'm not anymore. I love my students, but I lost a lot of hair doing it. Seriously, it was one of the most fulfilling and incredible experiences I've ever had, but it wasn't my calling. Now we have a guy named Mike Moore. I love Mike. He's an incredible director of students. That is his calling. That is his passion. That is what God has created him for, and he walks in it joyfully. If you love to serve students, we have a place for you. We have a facilities team. Those are the people that take care of the facility that are the ones that are cleaning up the the hedges and and bushes and trees and blowing down the parking lot and cutting grass and riding on cool zero turns, a big old smile on their face and headphones in. And man, we have a facilities team. If you're gifted in those areas, we have a creative team. The creative team is is the team that's gonna do stuff like these images that you see, series images and stuff like that. They're creators and designers. I'm not very creative. If you're creative, man, we would love to help you manifest that gift. We have programs for that. And then we have our online campus. Come on, online campus. I see y'all over there. Hey, man, I love the, the fact that we have an entire dream team for our online campus. We have positions for you. If you're currently watching online right now, let me just tell you, we have something for you. There's a position for you on our team. We would love to have you. We have chat hosts. Those are the people that are sharing the stuff in the chat right now. We have a digital front row. Those are the ones that are trying to make me seem cooler than I actually am and encourage me currently on the screen in the chat. We have a position for you. Regardless of what your gift is, there's an opportunity for you to serve here at Propel Church. So here's what I'd like you to do. I'd like everybody to pull out your phones if you're here in person. There's a QR code on the back of that chair. If you scan that QR code, it's going to take you to a page where you have the ability to go to get involved and select a team. And so I, I want you to do this because I want you to experience what God has for you. Like we, we want to see you experience the fullness of God, the reward of serving. 
Get involved. Don't wait any longer. Do it now, today. It's 2021, right? This isn't just a decision that's gonna affect you personally. This is gonna affect other people from now into eternity. This isn't just a 2021 thing. If you're with us online, you can go to propel.church slash online. There you'll see on the connect card, you can select, I want to serve online. Today's the day to make that decision. For some of us in here, I think that we maybe haven't come to know God yet. And maybe we've never made a decision for Jesus. And we've never encountered a real and living God. So serving, serving actually originates from a heart burning with love. Uh, we, we can't do this on our own. We need Jesus. We need Jesus to help show us the way. We need Jesus in our hearts and our lives. We need the Holy Spirit in order to love people. Because how many of y'all know it's hard to love people sometimes? Like it's, it's tough. You gotta have Jesus. Again, Jesus illustrates for us how to make a difference, how to execute purpose. When Jesus goes to the cross on Calvary to die for you and I's sins so that we can have access to God, every single part of Jesus is touching that cross. So today I'd like to extend an invitation for you to make the decision to place every single part of you on that cross, knowing and believing that Jesus is the way. So with every head bowed, every eye closed I'd like you to boldly and courageously just lift your hand up in the air if that's you this morning and even online if you'd like to make a decision for Jesus let's go ahead and put those hands up I see those that's amazing so here's what I want to do church we don't we don't pray alone here at Propel we pray together so I'm gonna have you all repeat after me you say dear Jesus today I give you my life place my hope and trust in you. Thank you for dying in my place so that I could have new life. In Jesus' name, amen.